Hey guys, welcome back to Art of the Float during our Float Marketplace special that we're running here at the end of the year. Is it already the end of the year? I can't believe how quickly 2018 has gone by. Uh, we're doing something special where we're talking with people within the float industry who have created a technology or a product for the industry. And I'm excited to bring on Luke Kruger this week. Luke owns Mandala Float, uh, which is a, a uh, he has a float center and he also has invented the Ninja Fan, which is a great silent way to ventilate your float tank and also keep the humidity and temperature down a little bit. And he also manufactures float tanks. So we dive into all of that and his really interesting story of how he runs his float center deep. Before we get started, I do want to give a few shout outs. One is to Float Helm. Float Helm is the software built from the ground up by Ashcon and Graham. They learned how to code <laughs> at the very beginning just to figure out how to create a scheduling software that would work the best for a float center. And they've done just that. Floathelm.com is where you want to go to schedule a tour of a piece of online software that schedules um, you know, your floats for clients, massage, acupuncture, and it also does other things like uh, metric tracking, something that we definitely use at the float shop at my float center. Um, so you can track uh, the salinity, hydrogen peroxide, pH, all that stuff regularly throughout the day. Also, how much hydrogen peroxide you pour into the water if you're using hydrogen peroxide. And beyond that, uh, also has a great logbook feature and project management software built within it. It's, it's very impressive, uh, but don't take my word for it. Go ahead and jump on floathelm.com, schedule a tour, and they will actually uh, Skype with you and give you a tour. Make sure that it's going to work for your existing or future float center. Again, floathelm.com is where you want to go. I also want to give a shout out to FEMO. This is the tool that Art of the Float has produced to help newer float centers actually understand their finances. Uh, it certainly uh, is great for getting um, a loan from a bank. It's going to spit out that information for them that they want to see. But what's really great about it, in my opinion, is its versatility for specifically a float center, for adding products in there, for year-over-year -year growth or declines uh, in sales. Also, budgeting for your employees, which is uh, very expensive and might be uh, surprising at first, can actually help you determine how quickly you want to hire more employees or, or fewer employees, as sometimes it is. It also is just great for understanding your money, uh, or your, your future money, honestly, is how it is. Uh, it's... Um, can be so complicated writing your business plan. It can be so complicated looking at all these numbers. This is a great way to just go step by step in a fairly simple format that really helps you understand your finances. And I think it really helps you encourage playing with the money so that you can really tweak numbers and look at how things affect your finances in the future. It's uh, visually or aesthetically uh, pleasing as well. Lots of graphs. So you can really quickly see how small changes will affect your finances. All right, let's go ahead and get started here and bring on Luke Kruger. So Luke Kruger here has come up with a few different products for the flow industry, starting with the simple Ninja Fan. Well, I say simple. Who knows how complicated it actually is? He could probably give us some background on that. And uh, Mandala Float Tanks as well. And I'm really excited to talk with him because he started out with a float tank in his own house, which uh, I think is like the absolute marker for a passionate floater. So Luke, welcome to Float Marketplace, our, our little special here. Um, I'm curious, how uh, how did you get into floating and how did you start with your own float tank in your house? And did you were you married at the time? Did she sign off on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Cool. And um, yeah, uh, so 
how did I get a tank in my basement? Well, um, my partner and I actually met uh, kind of around floating a little bit. It was one of our first conversations. Neither one of us had floated, but we read about it in a book. And um, fast forward uh, a few years, and um, I had floated once, and she hadn't. And I had uh, actually been to the float conference. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I saw the... Uh, the video online of Graham's presentation from the first year it was in Portland. Huh. Okay. And I was just taken by the, his whole presentation there. Nice. And uh, I, I actually inquired and he called me on the phone and I was kind of starstruck after <laughs> he <laughs> nice. come to know he's a really, you know, mellow, awesome guy. Yeah. Um, well, maybe yeah. not mellow, super creative, awesome guy. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. And he was like, you should go to the float conference. And I was like, I've got a baby on the way and I'm working wow. this like, you know, $14 an hour job. Like, how am I going to mm. do this? And I just kind of made it happen. And um, so that was a big step. And then at the float conference, I met a friend. Um, I didn't know him at the time, but uh, met him there. And he invited me to come to his float center and spend a few days and get to know everything. And that was huge for me. Um, and during that kind of informal internship, he told me like look all you got to do is find a used tank and fix it up if it needs hmm. it you know they're 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 not as magical as you think they're kind of nuts and bolts things right. you know yeah, and yeah. so that was a big step for me too oh interesting and, i i remember the mystery of a float tank and just like having yeah. no idea what what it was where does the water go i don't know <laughs> are they right. soundproofed i don't know yeah yeah and of course we see that in our float centers all the time too like yeah. Yeah. i had one lady go well it didn't take away the sense of touch and she was rubbing her fingers together. I was like, what do you think this thing does? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed a client who once asked if she could stand on the water. If it's that, that buoyant. Like, well, it, it's a Jesus You can, thing. you could probably also turn it to wine. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, so um, really long uh, answer to your first question here. That's I great. Apologize, but, no, I'm okay. interested. This is, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. It's a really interesting story. Really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, after he kind of demystified uh, a float tank mm -hmm. to me a bit, mm -hmm. I found a used Samadhi for 1200 bucks. Oh, my gosh, right? And uh, it was in terrible shape. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I spent a couple months getting that thing up and going because I went from um, being a, just really a snowboarder um, hospitality services background. That's all. You know, I didn't, I'd never used a power tool. And all of a oh I got wow this, okay got it got it yeah all of a sudden i had this mystery machine delivered to my door and uh, <laughs> nice. so that's awesome that yeah um through the uh through getting that up and going and then being able to float so much you know that was that was a that was instrumental um also instrumental was then taking that because we offered it to the public out of our house too oh, okay um, cool yeah so that was interesting and taking that to the next step of a commercial location where we didn't have to get around parking uh, restrictions and advertising restrictions Funny, and yep. plus the weirdness of coming into our house and, you know, keeping the baby quiet while people vote, oh, <laughs> et cetera. Funny. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that's good and, stuff. <laughs> yeah. And just to touch back on your question about my wife, we're not properly married, but we've got two kids and 
three businesses together. So I noticed you were used the word partner. I was like, oh shoot, I should have asked about that before. Yeah. yeah. All good. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> when I came across that float tank, I was like, well, I don't know if this is smart. We're gonna have a baby, and uh, that book that we read a long time ago, the really oh, cool. cool. Okay, so it's called Living Deliberately. Okay. And it's about this guy who had a really interesting life, and then he bought a float tank, set it up in his living room, also had a cool partner, you know. And uh, <laughs> the story goes, like what he says is that he floated for a month solid. Wow. He had these uh, bliss trails, he called them. They were just salt trails to the kitchen and to the bathroom. And back oh, to the wow. Right? And wow. so okay. he had a pretty intense experience, as you <laughs> might imagine, and also really interesting to read. So I was, we were kind of comparing it to that, you know, we, we kind of intuitively knew that uh, an hour in the float tank here or there wasn't going to get us where we wanted, you know, we wanted to go beyond, right? <laughs> and so, but just to show how cool Monica is, I was like, but I mean, we're going to have a baby. I can't just go float all the time. You need help. And she's like, I would, you could spend a month in there. You know, that would be supporting what? our family is oh, you wow. okay. going that deep. Yeah. So damn. damn. Yeah. She's rad. So okay. um, clearly. Yeah. So, and then fast forward. Um, yeah. Just growing into a commercial facility was a huge undertaking for my background and um, her background too. She's a massage therapist. And oh, okay. So we didn't have to uh, invest much in, in our previous uh, ventures, you know, beyond education for her whatever I wanted to do for me. <laughs> sure. um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of the ontogeny. Uh, and, and so you decided to start your own float center, take it out of the house, like cool, awesome. Um, how did it become making your own float tanks from there? Like that's a huge step and one that I yeah. don't encourage people to do no. necessarily. Like <laughs> it seems so like you, we were talking about the mystery of the float tank and how it's this magical thing. And then you yeah. go, oh, really? It's just, you know, you got a pump, you got a filter and you got some pipes putting it together. Super simple. And yes. then, it, then people think it's too easy, try to make their own. And then it turns out it's really complicated, especially to get perfectly right for a float. So how yes. did you go from owning a float tank in your basement then to manufacturing float tanks and making your own float tanks for your center yes. initially? So, so some of that, a lot of that is support and a lot of huh. that is my background of extreme sports is like either do it or you don't. And like, it's scary, but you just drop in, right? All right. <laughs> and uh, the support, I, I was really lucky to meet Jeremy Werner in uh, my first float conference and uh -huh. um, just was uh, really taken by his whole demeanor and what he was creating, you know, just so, uh, grassroots and yes. just real, you know, and he's one of my I, favorite people. Yes. Yeah. And his tanks too, are just, I love his tanks. Uh -huh. Um, so he kind of coached me through some of the initial stuff too. Like, uh, I kind of brought up the idea to him, like, what if I make these open tanks and he was kind of like, you know, I kind of thought about that too. And <laughs> I guess, it, you know, it involved making a plug and, and I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's kind of a, um, slang for like the, the pre mold, like you make uh -huh. the mold and then you make, you make the form right of what sure. the finished float tank will be. And then you make the mold from that. Mm -hmm. So I, <laughs> uh, true to form, I just kind of like, got what I needed to do to um, start that and cool. I built it and built it in my garage here and 
our, our first photos were actually like Monica and I laying in this float tank in my garage. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that was, that was a big support is, um, Jeremy and, um, Monica just being so supportive the whole time. Uh-huh. And so really like the, the, the drive for it was, I saw a lot of, um, resistance to floating in people who saw my tank. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, also the price point. Um, I just mm. felt like, you know, it's, it's a basin, right. And it's filtration equipment and heating equipment mainly, you know, lights and sound yeah. are bonus, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, that kind of just starting where, where I was at, uh, I just started looking into common materials, you know, fiberglass, uh, pool equipment. Um, and then I kind of toyed around with the idea of software for a while. And that was just this whole other wormhole. And, uh, so, and, and go ahead. Did you, did you end up using software for yours? So our float system is open source. And by that, I mean, the tank has speakers, um, mm-hmm. installed on it and the, um, those speakers, we just run to a stereo receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And then we plug a old smartphone or a new smartphone, whatever, plug a smartphone or a tablet into that with a, with a headphone jack, right? Yeah. So on that tablet or phone, you set a music alarm that yeah. activates a playlist. So it just so, fades on, right? Our, Super a lot simple. Of our tanks are, are do it that way too. And what's great is like, you're in complete control of it. You can alter it anytime and like things don't go wrong. Yes. <laughs> Technology is great, but when you're pushing the limits, things come up. And, uh, you know, just using your old music app or your alarm app on your iPhone is, is uh, pretty consistent, at least in my experience. It's like seven yes, years now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So in addition to the audio, the, the light signal that we use at the end of the float, um, mm-hmm. which I'm a really big fan of, I, I like bringing people out with light. I feel mm-hmm. like it works a little better than sound. Mm-hmm. I feel like we might be even kind of hardwired to wake up to light. And we we might be, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and incorporate sound, you know, into our dreams, mm-hmm. etc. Hmm. Um, so what we do for the end of the session, light signal is uh, like a smart home uh, light. It's a Philips Hue system is what we use. So that's just a alarm again on that same smartphone or tablet, and you just set a time and it fades on nice and gentle. So um, and then for the filtration system timer, what we do is we have a the outlet that the pump is plugged into, we just run that with a timer. Mm-hmm. Um, so you inspect the pool after the, the person gets out of the session and then you turn that um, to 15 minutes. And so then you walk away and it's done. Nice. So um, it sounds like the, I mean, the way I think about it is, is ever you want to get into an industry where there's already, um, I guess, quote unquote competition or there's, there's an existing model you should be doing something like radically different, providing something different or improving upon it. And I think something that you're doing, the improvement would be price point. Is that one of the things you were trying to do? You, you mentioned price earlier. Yeah, so it, it happens to come with a really good price point. The, the main reason is the customization. Um, you know, the whole room becomes the float tank, right? And <clears throat> whether that's cabin style or open style, mm-hmm. um, it just it, it makes a really nice space where it terraces up above the lip of the pool instead of straight up um, fiberglass that's kind of echoey and you know not to compare because those those t- those cabins are awesome too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to be able to offer an alternative that's uh, almost endlessly customizable. 
Nice. You know, you can put your logo on the on the wall or do whatever you want with lighting, etc. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Um, and you did end up using fiberglass. I um I know that is that correct? For the pool itself, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, fiberglass is difficult to kind of master, and I yeah. was actually really impressed. So um, Dana at Float North is using one of your float tanks, so I got to see it in person recently. And mm-hmm. I was really impressed by the build quality of it and just like the, the shininess, the smoothness of it. And, yeah. you know, some of those first generations of, of fiberglass work just yeah. have a lot more um, variance. They're not quite as smooth and polished looking. I was just really impressed with that. Did, did, how did that come up for you? Where... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you asked because that's a funny okay. story, too. Um, <laughs> So the, as I mentioned, you know, I built the, the form in my garage here. And then uh, the, so the first tanks were, the first two tanks are the ones that are installed at our float center at Deep. And those, uh, I built the form and then I helped a local fiberglass guy fiberglass them, which sucked. <laughs> and uh, he, he ended up, um, I found out he's an alcoholic and... Oh. So not just the fiberglassing. Got it. Yeah. And later on when I was telling um, a different manufacturer about that, they were like, oh, yeah, that's that can be really common in these fiberglass guys. Maybe it's because the fumes are so bad (laughs) or whatever. But, um, yeah, so he just missed deadline after deadline. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you come to our center, our pools aren't perfect. You can't even tell. But, um, yeah, I mean, I noticed the little nuances. And like you said, you know, if I sent that out, people would notice that it was first generation. Kind got of. it. Got so it. that experience though, I was able to take that whole experience and shop around for a really good fiberglassing plant that that's mm. all they do. And it's a legit business instead of some guy that's been doing it for 30 years out of his garage, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So that's how that came to be. And I'm cool. really happy about it. Uh, and then odd segue here, but also, so I own the uh, Ninja fan which yeah. I'm a huge, uh, oh boy, pardon the pun, but I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. It really blows me away. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can keep wh- going. Yeah. Wh- yeah, we should not. Um, wh- <laughs> no, we should not. When did that come into play if you're dealing with more open style flow tanks? Why did you start building the Ninja Fan? Yeah, so um, I'm kind of an odd one. Um, <laughs> it, it came about... Welcome to the float industry. You'll fit in just fine here. <laughs> yes, so I definitely feel at home here. That's why I landed for sure. Nice. Um, yeah, so my experience of floating in my tank at home, it was just really close sometimes in there. And it was kind of weird how it was not every time I floated, but certainly uh, above half the time I would kind of notice being stuffy in there. And that tank came with a fan um, that was loud and overpowered. Mm-hmm. And I just knew there had to be something else out there. So um, okay. I did, um, and hopefully Jeremy's all right with me talking about this. I'm pretty sure he is because he now uses my fans on his tanks. Um, oh, is that right? Okay, cool. He, yeah. He had the bad, bad fan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome name. Um, right. <laughs> you know, did a good job. Um, and uh, But it still wasn't uh, what it needed to be, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and from what I was hearing from others. Um, so I just kind of, uh, I looked around for, from other industries, you know, what, uh, where are some super silent fans that go inline the inch and a half PVC, um, which is the 
common port size on almost all float tanks. Right. If not, then adapters from inch and a half to every other size are available. Right. You know, so again, common materials. Uh, that's right. that's kind of the, yeah. Um, so it just didn't exist. It wasn't out there. Um, I found one 3D printed thing online that was super ugly and uh, bulky and wasn't the jam. So um, I'm really lucky here, as are a lot of people, even if they don't know it. Um, my local library here has a whole maker space, which is 3D printers and oh. nerds staffing that area who love <laughs> 3D printing. Right. And on. it's their job to teach you how to 3D print. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of cities are having these now. It's oh, that's wonderful. amazing. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I spent time down there just kind of wrapping my head around it um, and eventually got to the point where I had something that would kind of work. And that's when I bought my first 3D printer. And oh. um, again, helped by the nerds at the library. They, uh, yeah. they hooked me up with, with knowledge, you know, what yeah. to buy. So, okay. yeah, so it started out as like, I'm just going to make this fan because it needs to be made. You know, I was, uh, it just needed to be, it needed to happen because, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, um, so I got that made and took it to the first float conference, um, that I had a booth at and, uh, -huh. uh the reception was really great on that. Um, cause I had already, I tested it out in some float tanks and even pods and people were telling me, Oh, it's so much better. It's kind of funny. Cause like, I really needed this fan when I had a tank in my house. And by the time the Ninja fan was a reality, I had open float tanks. Well, I, I didn't have them installed yet, but that was my, that was what I was doing. I didn't have a tank in my house anymore. I was in transition. Okay. So really I haven't gotten to reap the benefits of this whole brainchild that like took over my life for six months That's to create. Really funny. Uh -huh. Yeah. And it's funny. It took me that long cause it's really simple. You know, it, it like, it didn't need to take me that long. Now I would knock it out, you know, but sure. It was my learner project. It was something that mm. needed to happen, and so I taught myself how to make it. I I love that you uh, saw that need, saw the issue with it. Like pulling air through a float tank seems really simple, but then the audio seems to be the biggest problem. And um, I think you, at least um, from my point of view, I, so I own two, as I mentioned, I've got one on a more recent flow tank and then our old, old floatarium where, where we actually had the bad, bad fan hooked up to it. And it was just too loud. Um, but now mm -hmm. there's just this perfect, like you don't feel air running over you and you also um, do actually get that fresh air coming in without the audio. And uh, like our customers swear by it. The customers who've been floating in there for years noticed it immediately. So I just love that you saw the problem and you <laughs> were compelled to fix it, which it seems yes. like that's a personality trait of yours. There's some, some intensity there. Like, yeah, yeah. For better, or for worse, there's intensity <laughs> right. there. And the, the pleasure that I get from it is intense too. Like just hearing you talk about that, I feel like I can breathe easier just hearing you talk about it. You know, well, I mean, that's as, as like, can our clients. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, it's so cheesy. you know, yeah, not to sound <laughs> cheesy on my end either, but it's like, it's just to, to think that there's hundreds of these fans out there yeah. around the world making floats better is yes. like, you know, as we talked about before we started recording here, it's not a big money maker for me, you know, mm -hmm. it's a passion project and, but it's super fulfilling, you know, when I meet people who have the fan and love it, uh, that's just, uh, it fills me up. 
Awesome. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I can kind of reconnect you with that just a little bit, like not working in the float center very much anymore. Uh, uh-huh. Sandra and I totally get disconnected from why we started it and the like tremendous changes our clients have through floating. And sure. um, it's so, like every once in a while I'll, I'll work a shift and just go, oh my God, that's right. This is so powerful. This is why we do it. So if yeah. I can just do a little bit of that for you, um, that's great for me. Um, speaking of, of the float centers, how many float tanks are in your float center? Uh, I have two tanks. Yeah, one's an open room, one's a cabin room, both, and, of course, using the mandala. Sure, right. And what, how is business for you? Like, how is your life balance between running a center and then starting another, you know, manufacturing business, essentially? Yeah, so, um, and the two were congenial, you know, I wanted to open a float center and I needed to make these different kind of tanks for my demographic and for what I wanted to create for my brand and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, uh, as far as our center, it's it's interesting. It's you know, um, <laughs> I I host internships too in our center, and mm-hmm. um, I tell people like I'm not the person to ask about marketing your float center or how to be really busy in it. I'm all about how to build a nice, really nice float room, right? Yeah. Um, so we're not super busy in our float center. Um, from from day one though, from from month one, our cash flow was positive as far cool. as uh, costs to you know income, and so it's paid all its own bills. And what it is for mm. me is it's it's kind of my lab, you know. Nice, right? Yeah, I get to go there and float and try out new products that I'm I'm hoping to release pretty soon. Oh, um, okay. cool. <laughs> yeah, and um, and above that to. You know, we do get those people in there, even though we, I don't know how many people we float a week, maybe like uh, between eight and 30. <laughs> uh, but even just in that small sample, we get those those big boosts of just people feeling like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better, you know, and the all the reviews online are four and five stars, almost all five stars. Awesome. And so I'm really proud of it for what it is, you know, and um, it's, a, it's a great, like I said, it's a great lab for me. And, and Monica, and, and uh, I know we're diverging here a little, little further away than just your your technologies. But um, you know, I'm curious about your business. With two float tanks, in the, there are kind of some financial caps on how much money you can be bringing in. And then, um, is do you have employees there? Is it just you guys? And no. are there alternate cash flows for you guys as well? <laughs> I'm just curious about your your yeah. lifestyle now. Well, I'm glad you asked because it's you know I would wonder the same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just to uh, kind of illustrate for you, we're closed three and a half days a week, right? Okay. Yeah, um, and tonight is one of the days that we're open, um, okay. and I blocked off the 3 p.m.s and the 5 p.m. so that I could be on this call with you. Oh, my and God. Then, and, then, <laughs> and then I can go mountain biking in this beautiful fall weather with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, <laughs> Rock yeah, nice. so, so Mandala is my income. And deep is mm. my home away from home and my lab and a place where I can share floating with with the few people that find about out about us through word of mouth and because uh-huh. that's all we do, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes people come in from out of town or out of state or even out of country to do the internship, and I love that because I get to just hang out with them and um, you know kind of convey what I've learned over the past five years. Amazing, I love it, Luke. You are fascinating. <laughs> I love yeah. spending time with you. <laughs> I love spending time with you too, Dylan. You know, through our different capacities, it's, it's always great to be around you. Right. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, where can somebody go to find 
all, all your stuff. Mandalafloat.com. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, and uh, shipping was easy. Just so everybody knows, like working with them for me was like a super easy, simple process. So thanks for that, Luke. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, good. I try to stay on it. You know, sometimes I disappear for a few days, but I'll always get back <laughs> to you. <laughs> if you're if if I inconvenience you, I'll make it right somehow. Um, but generally, you know, we stay on top of it and get get orders out. So yeah, nice. It's our nice. pleasure. Well, I can't wait to float in Dana's tank and and your float tank. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun for me. So yeah, I look forward to her getting that up and going. She ran into some some difficulties there. Um, some of it just because opening a float center is freaking difficult. <laughs> and yep. Yep. Some of it was on uh, my end as well. You know, um, I'm pretty young as far as uh, providing these tanks, and um, she was kind of in the in the second wave, mm. um, and she also didn't really understand what she was taking on by really DIYing the whole thing herself, okay. Okay. you know? So, um, I, I think she's floating in it now. I, I need to give her a call, but, okay. um, her room looks beautiful and, uh, yes, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the float quality is going to be really good. She followed my advice with the infrared heater and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm super curious, you know, each one of these rooms is its own little animal. And, oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah especially so. with those open tanks, I, as, as a open tank owner, I can completely, back that statement. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, Luke, thank you so much for joining. I I really appreciate it for joining us on Float Marketplace. My pleasure, Dylan. Thank you very much. Have a good one, Luke. You too. One more time, I'll just say thanks to Luke. Truly appreciate it. Before we go here, just want to give a few more thanks. One is to Floataway. Thanks, Floataway, for sponsoring the show. Floataway makes some incredible float tanks. The float around is the one that comes to mind. It's this beautiful eight-foot diameter float tank. They also are making the Serenity, which is 10-foot in diameter. Now, mind you, they have smaller float tanks. We have the Tranquility at the float shop. But if you just want to go big, go special, have a really high-end, beautiful float tank, Floataway is an absolutely great float tank to go with. And you're also going to be doing business with some really amazing people. Ginny and Colin really do take care of their clients. Uh, it's extremely important to them. It's just worked into their business. Floataway.com is where you want to go. And go ahead and tell them Art of the Float sent you. <laughs> Beyond that, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for lending us your ears. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Thanks to our Patreon supporters. That also means a ton to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support means the world to us. Helps keep wind in our sails. And thanks to Kim Hannon for taking our show notes each and every week. It means a lot to us. Thank you, Kim. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. 